Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Good afternoon to you. Excited to have you with me this afternoon for a very interesting hour. We are pulling one of the all-time favorite shows from the archive, the speaker training with Karen Saunders for how to create your own seller speaker one sheet. And if you're just joining us right now, I hope you will go to womenspeakers.com or actually why don't you go to blogtalkradio.com with Marnie Spence and go ahead and download the wonderful workbook that she created for us several years ago. So you're going to notice that some of the pictures are outdated, but I'm just telling you, when I went to do my latest one sheet, this is the training I came back to because it is still rock solid. So I want you to buckle up and join us for the next hour where Karen Saunders is going to explain to you exactly how to make your own stellar speaker one sheet. Here we go. Well, hi, everybody. This is Marnie Sundrick, and I welcome you to today's uh, call, Marnie Prince. And we have a special guest today, Karen Saunders, who, uh, Karen, are, would you describe yourself as a graphic artist? Yes, I do. Uh, I am a graphic designer, and I'm also an author and publisher. Okay. And I, I, I'm so excited to have you here today. I was introduced to you online by another um, speaker trainer, and I just fell in love with what you shared the day that I was listening in to your interview with her. And I was excited that you were so willing to come over here and to share this information with Mike Allison. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so proud of you. I don't even, I don't have any right to be proud of you. But when I look at your material, it is so polished. It is so professional, and you just have so many great ideas for speakers and for other people who have a message that they want to get across in a very professional way. So I'm delighted to welcome you here today. Well, thank you. It is, it's really a pleasure to be here today, and I'm uh, anxious to get started and tell you everything I know about speakers. Okay. Now, I do have a question for you. You're in the Denver area, right? Correct. Okay. How do you, like, Okay, so I'm I'm in Minnesota, so that's a long ways apart. But I see like uh, one of the speakers at WomenSpeakers.com is in your uh, is in your PDF file that everybody gets to download for free. And if you haven't done that yet, just go ahead and click there on the link at Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to download that at no cost, which is Karen's wonderful gift to you today. Um, but Elizabeth Hagen is in South Dakota. I mean, you have people from all over the place that have you help them with their graphic art. How does that work? Well, I get a lot of um, people coming to my website uh, looking at some some of my pages and information I share on speaker one sheets, logos, and book covers. That's my niche. And so I, as a result, I have a lot of authors and uh, speakers as clients. And I serve whatever needs they need, whether it's branding or website design or speaker uh, materials. So it's really fun to help folks in that area. And you can do that regardless of where someone's located. That's correct. I have clients all over the world now. So it's, it's pretty Isn't fun. Everyone's awesome. got their own passion and their own um, uh, platform that they're speaking on. So I learn something new every day. Sure, sure. Well, where should we start? Well, we have the handout. And if you'd like to uh, start with that, we can go through that sort of in a chronological order. Okay. And what what this handout is is not to really teach you to become a designer of sorts to create your own uh, design and create your own one sheet, but more to give yourself uh, an idea of how to wrap yourself around crafting a one sheet, writing it, and getting the information together for a designer to put a professional polish on it. So what I'm going to give you here today is information that you can get uh, pulled together and to write, and then when you're ready, you can hire a designer or um, or editor to help you out with those aspects of this of this project. Uh, this is Marnie, and you know, if somebody's at like the beginning of this whole stage, 
uh, where, you know, you have a very small market and you have a small budget and all that, you can really do it yourself. It's not going to look quite as nice and it's not going to be as polished and professional, but it's a place to start. And then as soon as you can, you can pull in a, pull in a designer. Yes, um, certainly. Um, I know everyone doesn't have the budget right away to start off, but uh, just keep in mind that your one sheet is a reflection of your professional um, uh, exposure to the market. And if they see something that's designed, uh, polished very well, they will make the assumption that uh, you are a polished speaker right. as well, too. That's so true. That's so true. Okay, so are we starting with who is your target audience? Is that, exactly. Is that the right page? Okay. Yep, page, uh, I think it's page three. Yep. Uh, no, page two on your handout. Page two? Yeah. Yep. Yep, it is page now, two. Sorry um, about that. Are you there? Yep. Okay. Uh, on this, this handout has some places for you to fill in uh, the information that you get from the call today. So go ahead and print it out if you'd like to and, and make some uh, notations on it. Uh, basically, I'm going to start with a sample one sheet that was created uh, years ago for Steve Mertz. Uh, he's no longer a financial planner, but at that time that was his gig. And um, myself and my uh, design colleagues at Mac Graphic Services put, put together this uh, one sheet for him. And I'm going to use it as a, um, a sample to point out all the different components. Now, first of all, is your target audience. And what we have are basically three areas that you really need to write to when you're putting together your words for your one sheet. The, the first and uh, foremost area is targeting meeting planners. These are the people who will be hiring you. Um, they can be uh, uh, in corporations or they can be separate uh, speaker bureaus or um, uh, private companies, but it, these are the planners who are looking for speakers. So in the case of this uh, Steve Mertz one sheet, the, the first paragraph that you see, the first section actually, on this one sheet uh, is all targeted to that particular um, person, the person who will be hiring you. Uh -huh. So what you're doing okay. is you are uh, presenting yourself as a speaker who can help solve your problem, your problem of whatever it is you want to uh, share with the company, whether it's a, uh, uh, a, a financial planner who can share their secrets, who can get the audience alive and going, uh, how Steve separates himself from other financial planners is that he's not boring. He's more, he's got a fun presentation. He gets the audience involved, and that's what a, meet, a meeting planner is, is interested in, is someone who can really uh, energize the audience and get them involved. He starts right off here uh, telling his experience, which is attending boring meetings, and then he says that's why he promises, he vows to never duplicate those boring experiences. So right in his first little two sentences here, he's definitely telling you what makes him unique. He's going to be funny. Can be fun. Exactly, because he knows that there's a lot of boring financial planner speakers out there, right. and that's how he separates himself. So that's sure. all targeted to that meeting planner. That's okay. what they want yep. to know. Then the second uh, audience is the actual audience members. What is he going to deliver to the actual participants in the audience? And that's what that second part of the first page is all um, designed for, is to really get those members uh, thinking about how to create financial breakthroughs and rethinking the way they have uh, positioned themselves and their uh, assets in their life. So that is what that content's for. Okay. And that he, makes sense. Uh, to play on that, we put some graphics in there. Uh, this is a, a play on the uh, Monopoly game, Get Out of jail free. Right, this is right. a financial purgatory. So we really try to, to dress up the one sheets to incorporate a theme that really uh, elevates the speaker. Okay. Now, go ahead. No, that's fine. All right. Um, and then the, the third, uh, the 
The third component is for the, the executives of the company, and these are the people who will be paying for his uh, presentation. And that's sort of um, wrapped in with the uh, meeting planner uh, portion of it, too. So those are the three main target audiences that the one sheet should be geared for. Okay, question then. In on Steve's example here, you put the first and the third groups into the top section of the page and the second group on the bottom half. Is that kind of how you did it? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's not that you have to do it that way. Um that is typically the way we do it, but it's not um uh, you know, carved in stone. So. Okay. Yep. Um but, dip, but we di definitely want to put the, uh, the thrust of the information, uh, what he can promise to deliver on the front page. You do want to put that on front page. And then the, the back page is basically geared for supportive uh, information like the bio and that kind of thing. And we'll get okay. to that in a few seconds. Okay. Um, so he, he's answering the question, what is the real problem that meeting planners have when hiring financial planners? Uh, financial advisors as speakers. So that is um, what he's addressing on that front page. And that's just uh, switch the words out and put whatever it is your target audience is in your mm -hmm. uh, speaking platform is and put that in there and, and then you'll be able to write up your content for your specific needs. Great. Okay. So now we can move to page uh, three. And we have the components. Now, there's a, a number of components, so um, I think there's more components than I have lines there for it, so you'll have to write <laughs> some notes on the sides as well. <laughs> um, so the first uh, component we've already addressed on the front side, and that is the key problems that you can solve for those three target uh, audiences. And then the second uh, most obvious component is your services and your programs. And oftentimes uh, speakers will put their actual, the names of the programs or keynotes on the one sheet. Yep. Now, I, I, a little, I caution this a little bit because especially when you're starting out, you're really trying to define yourself and, and, and your niche. And so oftentimes uh, pro program names change quite a bit in the beginning because you're, you're really trying to find yourself and you're, and experimenting with what works and what doesn't work. So um, just keep that in mind that they, they may change on a, a pretty regular basis until you get yourself down into uh, a real good solid brand. Mm -hmm. then, um, then we have credentials and qualifications. And this includes his bio and also the uh, testimonials and client lists. So these are all results from others. And the, the first thing you really want to do once you start speaking, even if you're doing uh, free presentations and free training sessions or consultation um, uh, pro bono, you'll want to uh, get those uh, testimonials from folks. Send, uh, make sure that you hand out a questionnaire at the end of the presentation or ask for um, some kind of a testimonial from the, from the principles of where you did your presentation. Those are very crucial to really getting the uh, credibility that you need to establish yourself. And, and again, a, these, yeah. go ahead. This is Marty. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I thought, I thought you were done with that thought, but um, it's really, really important for people to keep good records of this kind of thing, even years. Don't. I remember when my first book came out, and after a few years, I thought, oh, I'll never use that again. And, you know, I'm really glad I saved all those notes because, guess what, later I wrote a second book. <laughs> so you, you don't want to get rid of that because you're going to need that when you go forward to promote your next thing. Even a quote from way back, it might be just the perfect quote to go with the current project, even though it didn't match anything in between. So just have a file and save all that information. Exactly. That is um, a great idea. I, in fact, do have a file myself as well, going back years. And, you know, when you start revising your website and adding pages, those quote, quotations and um, testimonials come in handy then, too, you know, putting it into websites. Um, you never can have too many testimonials. 
So always can pick and choose from those. Yeah, and just I uh, know for me too, what's coming to my mind here is when as I get as I get comments back in the email, uh, somebody will find something online or read something that I've written or whatever, and they will email me or send me a letter. But in my email bin, I actually have three different uh, little uh, file folders in the email bin. One says quote potential, one says quote pending, and one says quote approved. So what happens is when I get a note from somebody that's very complimentary, they've really been happy with either the service or the product, I put it in quotes potential. I reply to the person immediately and put it in quotes potential. Then at some later date, I just will go go through a bunch of them at once and reread them and see if it really was a good quote or if I just was happy at that moment and put it in the bin being overzealous. But then I will just respond to some of those and just say, you know, I was looking at this again today, and it made me so happy when I received it. Would you ever consider allowing me to use it as a quote uh, to publish it online? And most people will reply, yes, they would. And I also, in that note, I ask them for, you know, their full name, and would they like me to just use their last initial or their full name, what city and state they're from, what organization they're with, and their role at that organization. I ask them questions like that that might come in handy if I ever choose to publish it. When they respond, then it goes into the bin that is quotes approved and then that just sits there and uh, you know it's amazing when you're working on a new project and it's like you don't have time right then to go back and ask you know 15 people for quotes but if you have that little quotes approved file there that is what you're going to go draw from then in the middle of a project and you can get it done today instead of waiting weeks to hear back from everybody well that is an excellent idea i love that idea I haven't gone that far, but I, I recommend that people follow your example. That's great. Uh, one other thing about quotes is um, if we can have more variety and distinctive, measurable uh, benefits or results from whatever it is that they got from you, that always goes over much more better, much better than just saying, oh, that was a great book or, oh, that was a great talk. It's just... Uh, mm-hmm much more um, accurate and uh, measurable type of a um, quotation. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we have testimonials. The client list is another component, and again, that is something that's always gonna, going to be changing, too, and you always want to uh, switch out um, clients with more prominent type clients as you get them. and. Um, you know, he he doesn't have a whole lot of clients here. Some some people have a, a client list that goes from top to bottom, but uh, you know, just just enough to really show credibility. I think is is what we're looking for. And this is Marnie, and I would say if you don't have a client list yet, that's okay. Don't put a client list with two clients out there. <laughs> It'd be better <laughs> to just skip it for a little while. <laughs> yeah. He's got even though his list is short. He's got some really impressive names on this list, some very large companies who have allowed him to speak to their employees. And so that's what makes it possible to have a list that short and have it be a goal. But if you've got, like, companies nobody's ever heard of and you've only got four of them, best to just leave that off and use other things to promote. Yes, I agree, yes. Now, you can, even uh, even folks that you've done free presentations to, um, those are considered clients, so don't dis- discount that. Uh, if you've been asked to speak with different groups, a lot of times organizations will not pay for your time to present, but it's still um, prestigious to speak with them, so definitely include them on your list. Absolutely. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range. Speaker profiles include their bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. Connect directly with any speakers you like by phone, social media, or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connecting place for hundreds of speakers and thousands of event planners since 2002. It's all fast, fun, and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. 
Well, welcome back. Marty's Friends, we're here today with Karen Saunders, who is a graphic artist, and she's training us today on how to put together a stellar speaker one sheet. And she is the person who knows how to do this. You've done so many. And she's also you've also won some uh, pretty wonderful awards for graphic art design of book covers. And uh, your own book, you, you actually won some awards for your own book, um, and I'm looking for the name of that book here. I want to make sure I get it right. Turn I Appeal into Buy Appeal. And what, 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 what were the awards about that you won for that book? I won several awards. One was the Apex Award. That is an award for um, e-book uh, publications. And that, that book was actually an e-book to begin with. And then I converted it into an actual uh, paperback uh, softcover book. And at that time, I entered it in the Colorado Independent Publishers Association and received the Best of Show Award for the best book published that year, plus the uh, second-place cover design and first-place interior layout design. So I'm very proud of that award. That's just great. And anybody can get that book from basically any bookstore, but um, also from Karen's own website, which is macgraphics.net. Do you want to spell that for us, Karen? Mac, M-A-C, like in Macintosh, graphics, G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S, dot net. It's not a com, it's a net. Great. Okay. Well, we're here talking about the, the credentials part of the one sheet, so let's go back to that. Yes, uh, we were talking about the, uh, the, the list, the client list, and now I'd like to move on to the, uh, the next component, which is a call to action and contact information. Uh, call to action on Steve's page, on page uh, three on our handout, is ask for Steve's offbeat version of a financial quiz. Call him today. That is an actual call to action sentence. And you do want to put a sentence like that on the bottom of the back page to really ask for people to take action, whether they call you or go to your website or check out a free uh, downloadable item, anything of that nature. That is so cool. Now, um, this is Marnie, and I'm the web hostess of womenspeakers.com, which is the largest um, women speakers directory online. And just going through this with you right now, there are a couple things we need to change over there on their profiles because, the uh, first of all, their bios come way too soon. They need to They need to have that first section be, uh, what do you call that, the section where you say what's the real problem that the, um, the hiring person has? What, what do you call that little section? Well, that, that is the uh, addressing the, the target. Um, I, I don't know if there's really We don't a, have a name. We have to come up with a name for that, Karen, <laughs> you and I. Well, <laughs> well, as you know, all marketing, you know, is, is, is not listing features, but you're – you're trying to solve benefits. people's problems. Right. So we could call it the benefits, the benefits box. Yeah, the benefits box. <laughs> oh, see, there, exactly. there we did it right there. Perfect. Okay. Right. So that's great. And, you know, we have no place on there. I never, I know I've never trained anybody to put a call to action on the bottom of their page. And, of course, that's just obvious. Of course, we should do that. So thank you for that. Yeah. Those are things that people tend to forget. Plus, mm-hmm. you also need your contact information, whether it's uh, – you want them to know your your email or website or uh, toll-free number, make sure you dial those numbers before you get them printed. Because it's <laughs> Good, <so> idea. Easy. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. Yeah, um, I've seen that happen so many times. And if you just take the time to dial the number and send yourself an email, know that, you know, that's correct. So, you know, this is Marnie. That's a really good idea. Anytime you're working with the media or an event planner in any way, I just uh, just a couple weeks ago, I got a call back from a very frustrated radio pr- producer, and he said, "You put the wrong number in your email." He said, "I've been just trying to find your number." You know, they really don't have time for that. They really don't have time to go searching out your number. And uh, and it was amazing that he had followed through with me. But just make sure to get the numbers right. Exactly. It seems so obvious, but sometimes it just gets <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> uh, Component. The next component is a portrait shot and or action shots of yourself. So it's always great to be able to hire a professional photographer with uh, professional lighting equipment to get some shots of you at a, a gig early on so you have those action shots. Or you can just stage it yourself at a studio. But definitely get those um, 
those professional shots of yourself. Yeah. Uh, they come in handy in so many different ways. Uh, the next component is an overall component, which is the brand. Now, oftentimes speakers start out and they, they want to address a, a number of different things, and they really haven't created a unique brand for themselves. And that's, that's a process that every speaker needs to go through. And uh, in this whole brand assessment um, process, you come up with your look, your style, your fonts, your colors, your message, your target art audience, and your niche. And you really need to spend some time on that before you spend all this money on marketing. Yeah. So I know uh, just um, just a couple weeks ago on Blog Talk Radio here, we had uh, Linda Lopek, and she offered just an incredible branding course. If people want to work on that by themselves, the, uh, go back to um, just if you type in MarnieLive.com, you'll be able to get all the archives of everything uh, we've done on training here for speakers and and people who have a message to get across that branding training as part of that. But now, Karen, sometimes when people come to you for uh, graphic artwork, do you also help them with the branding side? Yes, sometimes they have their brand established and sometimes they don't. And Uh if they don't, I do offer that as well. I have a team of experts uh, who I've surrounded myself with um, who do different aspects of graphic design, copywriting, branding, websites, they all specialize in a certain area of this of this whole uh, umbrella. And I can pull together the people I need to put together those components to really come off with a polished one sheet. Oftentimes what happens then is we'll create a one sheet and then also a website and they go hand in hand uh. with the same brand and design and we can leverage the copy that we use on the one sheet on the website to save some money. Sure, sure. Sounds good. Yeah. One of the other things that uh, you come up with when you do your brand is your tagline and your logo. And that those are two different very specialized uh, activities. Um, we do the logos, and I have somebody who's just uh, fabulous with taglines. So um, all of that needs to come together, and, and that way when you have your one sheet out there, people see a a complete package. Right. Um, Other things, other components, including uh, organizational logos uh, for associations, if you're a member of NSA or Coach University or a number of other um, prestigious organizations, you'll want to have that on the one sheet. And then uh, last but not least is the white space. You definitely want to have a one sheet that looks like it's friendly, inviting, and doesn't read like a book. It's got a little bit of white space there to make it uh, user-friendly. Right, right. So usually what I do is I try to uh, limit the number of words to below 700 for a double-sided one sheet. Total for both sides? Yeah, total, complete total. Between seven and eight hundred dollars, eight hundred not dollars. I mean, eight hundred words. Okay. Between seven hundred and eight hundred words is what we're we're limiting that uh, content to. Wow, wow, that's just so specific. And for people who haven't done anything like this, that's just exactly the kind of information we need. Thank you so much. Well, we're here today with Karen Saunders. We're about halfway through this show on how to create a stellar one sheet. We're going to come right back and keep on going. Hang in there. Here are the top seven reasons you should join the mentorship program at Marnie.com today. Number one, join for fun. Between online expos, boot camps, group coaching sessions, and weekly online training programs, Marnie.com is a great place to connect, learn, and grow. Number two, tap into some serious traffic. Thousands of unique guests per week create action, connections, and community through Marnie.com and our sister sites. You don't want to miss out on the sheer volume of what's happening here at Marnie.com, at Women'sSpeakers.com, at Women'sEvents.info, Bible Study Expo, and all the other sites that are included in the mentorship membership at Marnie.com. Number three, our trainers rock. You are going to learn from world-class experts on topics of importance to you. You'll learn how to speak better, write better, get media coverage, manage better, live better. There are over 150 modules available to you right now, and there are more trainings in the mentorship zone. Number four, 
We're open 24 hours a day, so you can just come and go as your schedule permits. Lots of members take me with them on trips or allow me in their headsets as they exercise, clean the house, or make meals. The fifth most important reason to join Marnie.com today is because you get over $3,000 of resources and connection opportunities for one low monthly investment, and you can come and go. Just cancel anytime. The sixth reason is to gain instant and ongoing access to my 13 how-to books. These are going to simplify your life and help you to increase your delight in Christ. My heart is for you to experience the abundant life Jesus describes in the Bible. So let's get you going. Okay, number seven, join the mentorship program for Mission. Among the training resources available to you as a member, you'll find the Mission and Vision training, which is so important, plus the SPY or Success Principles Intensive Coach Certification Program. These two programs alone are valued at over $1,000, and both are included in the mentorship program. The women who join Marnie.com find hope, help, and clear direction so they can move fast forward toward their God-given goals. Everything at the site is available a la carte, but when you join, you gain instant and ongoing access to every last online resource and connection opportunity, all for one reasonable low monthly or yearly rate. So join Marnie.com today. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Well, welcome back, Karen Saunders. You're just doing an awesome job, and I don't want to take up any extra minutes here because I know you've got a lot more ground to cover. So let's keep on going. Okay. Well, uh, we've covered page, uh, let's see, all the way through page three on the handout. And <laughs> Out of 40. We have 30 minutes left. We have <laughs> 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 well, most of those pages are sample one sheets. So okay, good. We can look at. Um, the, the next page is... Um, Another speaker, uh, Doug Butler, who talks about cowboy whiz- wisdom, and you can see as you read through this, we don't have to read it right now, but it shows you uh, the different areas we have already been talking about, target audiences and benefits and client lists and so forth, and his brand is all about cowboys, so that's how that whole thing was set up. Let me just interrupt for a second there. On his, he puts the about on the front side. No rules about that? That's Okay. Uh, the about uh, about sorry. Doug Butler on the right hand side. So you've got his keynote information there, where he is uh, answering the question. You know, what's your biggest pain and how can I help? And then on the right hand side, he puts about himself on the front side. Um, now, with our with our previous example, that was on the back side, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's the. Uh he had enough room there to put that uh, on the front side. And like I say, nothing is really carved in stone, but he had enough room there to put it on the front. Okay. So, yep. Yep. So, um, as you can see, he's got some very unique things that he addresses and has something called the Cowboy Code with the C-O-D-E, and that's his mm. message in his presentation. So we made a little box for that. So using a lot of personality, you really want to separate yourself from all the others. I know there's a lot of people who do motivational and leadership type of presentations, and you really have to have a a special hook for yourself, whether you're going to hang it on to a a cowboy type of a lesson or or maybe something with inspirational leadership based on your mountain climbing experiences or something. You want something that really separates you. It's interesting here on his uh, second page, on the back left-hand bottom corner, instead of listing who he's already spoken to here, he lists a group of people who might be interested in having him come, uh, which, is, which is a great idea for somebody who doesn't already have a, a long list of companies that they've already spoken at. Yes, uh-huh. that, that is another way of seek, seeking out the right target market. Okay, so we can move on here to uh, the next couple of pages on how to make your one sheet float above the rest. Now, you did mention my uh, my book, Turn Eye Appeal into Buy Appeal. Page uh, 7 and uh, several pages thereafter are actual excerpts from my, my book, and the book is really targeted to people who just want some sound bites on how to improve the look of marketing materials. And so this is how I do it. It's very short chapters like this. And uh, just 
really point out a few things that you can do to really make a big difference in um, the way your marketing materials look. For example, letting one thing dominate instead of uh, a lot of little things that take your eye here and there. You want something that dominates over the rest of the page, and that gives it a, uh, your eye a resting point to start with. And in this case, we have Diane Sieg's one sheet with her in her red dress. That's definitely a, a starting point there. <laughs> right, exactly. That's definitely where your eye goes. Right. So that's that's just kind of a principle for any marketing any marketing piece is that there's yes, if there's too many focal points then the eye doesn't know what to do. Exactly. Um, this even applies for websites as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I put in a lot of really um, tried and true design principles into this book. Hmm. Is there a whole chapter on that? Then that's the title of one chapter. Uh, one chapter is on all. Is on all the aspects of laying out. Oh, all of these. Okay. Yeah. So okay. we have um, uh, a number of little uh, tidbits that you can open okay. up and, and look into. Yeah. Okay. So then the second one is minimize font uh, variety. That's right. Um, uh, uh, oftentimes you can see that something's designed by an amateur by just looking at how many fonts are in the piece. And people tend to get a little wild and crazy. They want to use every little font that they see on their menu, and it just comes off as looking very disorganized. So you really want to use one or two different fonts and the family uh, members of that font, which include the bold, the italic, and uh, items like that. Different sizing. Right, different sizes and that kind of thing. Cool. And... Um, the other reason why this uh, picture of Diane works so well there in that corner is, is because I use a cutout silhouette of that photo. So she really just stands out on the page. It, it provides an organic uh, structure around that corner and uh, just makes it much more interesting to look at than a, just a regular rectangle that the photo originally was in. Even even the black line that comes up and angles across the top just adds so much uh, professionalism to this uh, that wouldn't be there if it weren't there. It's so it's so interesting how the little the little touches really give it that polish. Mm-hmm. Yep, just a little bit of structure there and the, a lot of white space, and it just comes off as looking very nice. Cool. And, and then white space, of course, we need some white space. Yep, we've got yeah. that. And then we move on to uh, page 8, which gives you some other um, elements. It's sort of a continuation of what we're doing. It's giving you some sound bites of how to uh, improve the look um, using alignment and uh, clip art. Make sure you use quality clip art. There's a, a, a wide range of clip art. I would have stayed away from it for many years, but uh, it's really come up in quality in some of these uh, um artist's uh, collection. So. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing, too, uh, one thing that's getting interesting now, especially with iStock Photo and the different uh, photos com- things out there, is that you you don't want to necessarily take your photo off of the one of the front few pages that say, you know, um, 22,000 people have already downloaded this particular <laughs> piece of clip art. And yeah. what's, interesting, what's interesting is that people who really should know better about that are still doing it. So, for example, um, uh, one of the gals that I work with had a book published, and the publisher literally took a picture off of one of those sites and put it on her book, and she started seeing it everywhere. I mean, it was just all over, and here it was the cover design of her book. And that's just uh, that's that's really disappointing, and it also just shows a lack of professionalism when uh, you select something that's just really a generic piece. You want to mm-hmm. pick something that's very unique to you, just like you are unique. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and and you're right. Well, I stock photo and some of these royalty-free sites. Um, you know, you could pick a picture that's been used on a number of different things, and people will get confused. You know, yeah. as to what if this is belonging to someone else or right. Mm-hmm. 
It sounds like we lost Karen. Karen, are you there? Oh, I'm here. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. Okay. All right, the next point then down there is contrast. Yes, uh, contrast is interesting. It is um, contrasting between size, between colors, or shapes. It just provides um, some more interest to the the um, the piece. So you can vary um, little pictures with big pictures, and that provides a contrast as well as the white space. Okay. Repetition, uh, if you look at Marguerite Ham's one sheet there, we have repetition in the, the way we have treated all the text. Um, she's got four words that, that represents the M-O-R-E in the word more, and each one of those words is, is repeated with the same style of font and color and size. So that's how we do repetition. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a balance between contrast and repetition that creates good design. And again, like I said, I'm not teaching you to become a, uh, a designer, but just to be aware of what things you could use. Sure, sure. Alignment and proximity. Alignment is just using your um, your grid lines on the uh, on uh, design programs such as uh, InDesign or uh, Quark Express, uh, whatever you're using. You can use those grid lines to help align objects and columns of text, and uh, that gives it much more structure and balance and organization as well. Proximity refers to how close you have something to something else to group it as a um, sort of a subliminal type of grouping. For example, on Marguerite's uh, uh, one sheet there, we have her name right below her photo, and I purposely put it close to the photo so that it would be grouped um, within that same area, and that's what we're, we're working with, its proximity. So the eye takes in uh, the whole picture, but it, it takes in especially just a snapshot of a portion of it at once. And so what you're trying to do is get everything that's about that little section when it's just a snapshot. Is that kind of the right. thinking? Right. Yeah. The eye will take in the picture and anything that's connected with it in proximity. So if we had moved that word um, Marguerite's name down an inch, it would not have been included in that picture uh-huh. with uh-huh. your eye taking a snapshot of it. So yeah. um, that's that's all part of uh, using design. It's uh, little little themes like that. Yeah, really cool. Okay, so now we're on page ten, and we're going to discuss the most common mistakes. Oh, yay. Not making a one sheet. I don't know. (laughs) Probably a lot, right? (laughs) There's so many things you could do wrong, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I think the top three are uh, we don't keep the audience in mind. The the person will start talking about themselves and, um, you know, speak of, of themselves as the greatest. This is this is what I'm about, instead of uh, looking at it, you know, from the what benefit can I be of you, what, can I, what problem can I solve for you. That, that's, the, that's the way the writing needs to be. Uh, the benefits really need to be um, highlighted rather than the what features you offer. So, Oh, I tell you what, you know what? If I didn't realize that life is just, you know, living on, learning to play a violin in public, you know, <laughs> that's what I always think life is. Just, you know, you just stand up here doing this thing. Uh, because really, I just have to tell you that even though womenspeakers.com is, some, is just a hugely popular uh, website and people go there all the time, I'm doing that totally wrong. I'm having them do their bio first, and that's just, it's the biggest, you know, it's one of the biggest mistakes speakers make, and I made it, you know, times a thousand. <laughs> oh. So, but, but that's okay. It's something we can fix. So that's cool. We'll we'll work toward we'll work toward getting that fixed. I'm so glad though. I'm so glad that you brought this up because it's been something that has bothered me, but I didn't know why. You know, so now having the having the clarity of thought that says, you know what, the reason that it bothers you that they have a long bio right at the top of their thing is because that's not what belongs there. People want to know that information absolutely, which was my which was my quandary. We've got to put it in there, <laughs> but it doesn't need to be first. Right, right. 
Thank well, you. I'm glad I could help you there. Yeah, thank you. Okay, what's the second one? <laughs> second one is the design is not professional. Mm-hmm. And like I said at the beginning, um, it often reflects how you are as a speaker. It's not. It may not be correct, but right. people, you know, they... And as a, a reflection of how you can be paid, you know, if they think that you're an amateur speech, uh, speaker, then maybe you don't need to be paid as much. So mm-hmm. you won't have as much of a strong credibility to lean on for negotiating your uh, your rate. And the third one is too many words. It's mm-hmm. way too many words. Um, try to be concise with your words and pull out um, subtitles where you can to really uh, stop the paragraph and have a, a, a concept that's clearly stated. Um, that's where having an editor really helps. To yeah. help you cut down and be concise and to polish those words. Yeah. Hmm. This is just such, such good information. We're going to take one more break and come back for the end of our show with Karen Saunders. So excited to have you here today, Karen. We'll be right back. Online training, instant access, increase your skills in the minutes you have. Did you know that the recordings of all of these podcasts are now available to you free of charge at Marnie.com? You can listen via Stitcher, iTunes, or Blog Talk Radio, or download the MP3 for easy listening anytime you have time. Every training module is 60 minutes long, features a guest expert, and focuses on practical, doable, and easy-to-implement next steps in your particular fields of interest. Whether you're looking for help with author training, speaker training, to how to be a media guest, how to be a better manager, maybe you want to be a women's ministry leader or you already are, or possibly you want to learn more about event planning. Bonus sections even address how to succeed in leadership, marriage, parenting, health, and more. So pick your area of interest and get going today. It's instantly accessible to you anytime you have time over at Marnie.com. Well, welcome back. We're here today with Karen Saunders, the author of Turn Eye Appeal into Buy Appeal, which is available at any major bookstore or from McGraphics, uh, McGraphicsNet, which is M-A-C-G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S dot net. And welcome back, Karen. You are talking to us right now about what's often lacking in a one sheet. So we just found out uh, what speakers do wrong, but what do we what do we forget? Well, often lacking is no theme or brand. They just start off and just paste everything on there, and there really is no general theme to it. Um, you are really branding yourself as a, a, a unique. Um, uh, Speaker, and you need to have that hook and that look and the brand that really defines yourself. So that's one of the most uh, most often lacking in beginner one uh, beginner speakers when they come to me. Yeah, this is Marnie, and and I just want to encourage you. If you are a beginning speaker, everybody starts where we're at. We just start where we're at, and a lot of a lot of beginning speakers, especially the gals that I work with, a lot of beginning speakers are never going to. Uh, aspire to get paid a lot or go do a lot. What they want to do is they just want to go up the street to the church there and tell their story about how they adopted somebody or how, you know, they, they lived through or how they lived through um, life after having an abortion or whatever, you know, whatever their story is. That's really what they want to do. And a one sheet for you is going to not necessarily have to be as beautiful and polished and branded as it would be for someone who really has their uh, sights set on doing Doing this many weekends or many weeks a year, um, traveling and speaking, of course, the bar is raised with every different uh, level of professionalism that you're going to uh, aspire to speaking at. So be sure to, you know, if you're just starting out, uh, you don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have a, a one sheet created by someone else. If you're just starting out, do what you can, do the best you can, and uh, learn from this. But if you're farther along down the road, uh, having something that's very professional and polished is going to make a big difference to people's first impression of you, whether it's on a piece of paper like the one sheet or whether it's your website or even your profile at womenspeakers.com or wherever, whatever it is the the uh, higher up the you know the higher up the one you want to go in this speaking industry and the speaking opportunities uh, the more professional you need to be and it's a process you don't start at the top everybody starts giving free speak speeches at local places um, you know in return for a thank you or a plant or whatever uh, so 
Now we're going to move on to, um, we've got a sample here. It looks like it's a website sample. Yes, what I've uh, decided to do is to show you how you can leverage the brand that you've established for your OneSheet uh, along with your website and your business card, your letterhead, and uh, any other collateral material that you put together. And you can see how this brand has really flowed through Christy T's, um, all her samples there. It actually makes it easier for all those uh, specialists. If you're going to hire a designer or a website uh, designer, that, that they all are on the same page as far as what the look is, so you don't have to reinvent it every time. Yeah, yeah. That's just awesome. I, I, for me personally, I started all of this backwards. I did, I did this all backwards. I am just now at this stage, um, trying to, trying to figure out, trying to figure all this out. And it's, it's interesting. As soon as I've been making the changes with the branding, the colors co being more cohesive uh, between sites and different things, it's interesting how much positive feedback I've gotten just right away. Yep, that all um, shows off. Now, if we move to page 13, you'll see um, Barbara McNichol, who is a, a great friend of mine and uh, uh, fantastic editor, has put together this little uh, one-sheet worksheet. And um, this is really helpful for getting you to wrap your mind around what it is you need to do to craft the words for your one-sheet. And um, you can use this and uh, you know, print it out and, and start putting together your words, don't worry about the word count yet. Just get the information down, and then from there you can you can polish it and edit it. Sounds good. Yeah, I think it's very helpful. She's done a real, real good job putting that's, that together. That's probably going to be your shortest ever <laughs> instructional page on how to come up with that. <laughs> that's pretty great. You can get it on one page. That takes a lot of talent. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes a lot more talent, actually, to write it briefly than it does to write it long, you know, the long method. It does. It does. That's why logos, people look at a finished logo and they think, well, that looks so simple and easy, but the uh -huh. process it took, uh -huh. um, it takes much more process to come to a de uh, design of that than, um, than some brochures or, you know, any other designs. Well, we just have a couple minutes left here, but Karen, I'm looking at the next page. Award-winning book, Turn Eye Appeal into Buy Appeal, and there you are. Uh, yep. Supercharge your marketing with Turn Eye Appeal. And this is, is this your book jacket? Yes, uh-huh. Yep. That's the book, and that's what you can get at my website. And, what, uh, what size is that book, Karen? Is it a, is it a, by, it is, I was gonna, by 11. I was going to say, it's almost too much information to fit on a smaller jacket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, this is 8.5 by 11, and it's full color, uh, lots of color samples and examples throughout the book. And uh, you can get it as a downloaded book or a printed book or, huh. uh, you know, on a CD, so whatever uh, format you prefer. And um, if you do buy a book today, what I'll do is I'll put the cost um, of the book towards uh, a custom design one sheet if you plan to hire me in the future. Uh, wow. In the future. And we'll just put the cost towards that custom design price. Uh, these these shows always get listened to after the fact, Karen. If they mention that they heard it on uh, Marnie and Friends, can they get that later too? Yeah. yeah okay, great, uh -huh. great. Yeah. Any of your listeners. Super. And then following that, uh, that page, we have um, a number of one sheets. <laughs> Uh, these are one Just sheets. So that helpful, so helpful to be able to look my, at them. Yeah. My designers have put together over the years, so lots of uh, variety to look at. Just so great. Um, there's just so much to think about here. Um, I wonder, did you have anything else you wanted to go to? Otherwise, we could go to the line and just see if anybody had a question. Uh, no, I think I've pretty much covered everything. That, okay, great. I'm going to just open up the line here, and I know we've got several callers on here. I'm going to unmute you all at once if I possibly can here. Oh, my goodness, I wonder if this is going to let me do anything. Oh, I cannot unmute the callers either. Well, this this switchboard is not being my friend today. <laughs> oh, that's so too bad. Oh, well, that's okay. Um, some of the things that I that I think that we could go back and spend a little more time on, though, when you get to the call to action sentence, uh, 
your goal is to get them to pick up the phone or to email you if you're online. You know, their the email read my contact me right now. And, and what are some of the reasons that somebody would do it right then? I mean, do you have to offer them something for free, or what is the best way to get them to actually take action? I think the the, the best action that you want them to do is actually go to your website. Okay. And so um, at the website, they can see more information about you. Keep in mind the one sheet is just a snapshot. You've got right. a lot more information on your website about yourself. And and then also you can get them on a mailing list by offering a uh, a free report or any kind of a free item in exchange for their email address. Right. So if you don't hear from them that day, at least you can follow up with them later. Right. They can be on a, a newsletter mailing list or something like that. Yeah. And, yep. and oftentimes that's what happens is people don't hire right away. They, they're doing some research and then they, they put you um, in the back of their mind or maybe put you on a favorite. But uh, if, you, if they're on your list and you're, you're sending your newsletter out every month, uh, you may not be aware of them every month, but they definitely are aware of you every month. And when the time comes to hire... Uh, or you know, have you as a, a speaker somewhere, it's, you're right there and in, in fresh in their mind. Right, right. Now, when people are building their websites, do you, uh, like a speaker, for example, specifically, do you recommend that they almost create their front page as if it were a one-sheet? Um, uh, not a whole one-sheet. More okay. or less the first side of a one sheet is what their front page will be. A lot of the information that's on the front page of a one sheet will go on the front page of their website, but then we've got the navigation items too. So right. it, it, it's similar yet different. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we just have a couple minutes left. I guess is there any is there any other words of wisdom that you would give to the callers today uh, as they're thinking about possibly creating a web se- uh, a one sheet for themselves? Well, give yourself enough time to really um, sit back and do it right. Um, one sheets can be uh, edited and changed, but uh, you know so often I get a call from someone and they want their one sheet done in two days. And it's just not not enough time to really give it justice. Do so a good job. if you're doing this, just give yourself enough time to really think it through and, and get your brand set and uh, make sure the right information is on there. Then what type of paper is that printed on? Usually it's just not regular paper. Well, one sheets these days are uh, more often uh, just PDF files, but we do small runs of the, the printed version, and I have a source in Canada who prints them on 80-pound uh, coated stock with an aqueous coating on them. It's a fantastic price for um, a nice uh, uh, substantial paper. It's not thick like a business card, but it's not thin like typing paper either. It's sort of a uh, in between that, and it has a nice gloss to it. So it's now it's called 80-pound uh, coated stock, and what did it have kind of finish on it? It had an aqueous ca- uh, aqueous coating on it. Okay. It has okay. a special coating that's added to the sheet after it's printed. Ah, okay, yeah, cool, very cool. Well, we have had uh, just a bucket load of information here from you today. I wish we could get to the callers and let them ask a few questions, but I just can't access that right now. And, in fact, we're going to have to close this down just a bit early. I'm going to have to reboot this whole computer. We've got another call coming right after this. We do coaching coaching the group um, over at uh, the other website. If you Again, if you go to Marnie Live, you'll be able to get that um, that uh, URL to go ahead and join us in a few minutes for coaching the group. Karen, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the incredible gift that you gave us today in the um, in the downloadable PDF. It's just full, full of great ideas as well as practical and specific information, and I'm very grateful to you for sharing that so freely. You're welcome. And listeners, I hope that you will go and visit uh, Karen at her site, which is macgraphics.net, M-A-C-G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S.net.